Welcome to another edition of Candidly Speaking. I'm Jim Watkins, and we're going to take on a kind of a serious uh, subject matter this time up. There's a couple of articles that I saw, and I want to talk about this. First, I do want to get out some disclaimers. First, thank you so much for joining me on this this uh, video podcast of Speaking Out with Jim Watkins. You can also follow me online at jimwatkins1.com. That's where you'll read all of my most pertinent articles, plus links to other articles. I should put the COVID information back up there, too. Uh, I did have a, a daily tally of all the COVID news, but I need I think I need to bring that back in. So maybe I'll do that in the next couple of days. But uh, I do want to talk about some things that are important to me here uh, on on the program. And chief among them, if you notice in my, my slogan, which is we cover race, politics, gender, religion. Those are the the uh, topics that people tell you not to talk about, yet they're so important. As uh, Sam Sorbo uh, once said, wife of Kevin Sorbo, said those are the only things that matter. We don't talk about them because they make us uncomfortable. Well, they should make us uncomfortable because the way that society is going these days is ridiculous. I mean, the government is sanctioning this this cult of trans trans ideology, and uh, and and you can't stop these people uh, because they're heralded as not only victims but also champions. Every time I turn around, I see some television show, whether it's uh, you know Kelly Kelly what's her name from American Idol, she's got it, Clarkson. I mean, these people are openly and brazenly advocating children, trans ideology, and they do it under the banner of civil rights. And man, there's so many different areas I could go into, but the point of the matter is, is that we're, uh, let me just for the record, you know, make it, make it clear. I am not against, I'm not against LGBTQ. I'm not, if you're an adult and you are gay and that's your lifestyle that's your choice doesn't doesn't have anything to do with me i like you as a person i've always said this to all my my friends who come out i say look it doesn't matter who you like to sleep with or who you want to share your life with what matters to me is your character that's the only thing that identifies you is your personality your willingness to be open uh, about just not sexuality but about a, a whole host of things and I think that most people would agree that what, what you do behind closed doors is your own business. But man, are there some stories that I should share with you? Uh, I, and, and this kind of goes to what I'm, what I'm talking about. One of the stories is from Town Hall. And they started a uh, multiple-part series. And, and this, this article, which you see up on the screen, you can read it or you'll find it in the archives at Town Hall basically talks about these two adult men in their late 20s who were heralded as heroes in the LGBTQ community. Heralded as, as heroes. And they adopted two young boys. I think they were seven and nine. And it was rushed through the, uh, the adoption services of Georgia. They lived outside of the Atlanta area. And these two men, for a period of several years sexually assaulted these two young boys and they were so proud of their activity that they would advertise it on Snapchat and Kinder or Tender or whatever the website is. And they would seek out other partners and prostitute one, if not both of their children. And they were proud of it and they were arrested recently. And did the LGBTQ community 
say anything about these two men. And they made a lot of money and they were very active in the LGBTQ community. And this is what people are afraid of. This is what people are shocked at. We were okay with, hey, you know, you want to marry your spouse, your significant other, doesn't matter what sex, fine. But this is what we're talking about. And it reminded me of not one, but many cases in my own life where I was accosted or at least assaulted in some minor fashion by uh, predatory gay men. Uh, the first time it happened, I think I was delivering newspapers and this man was trying to coax me into his house when I was 13. And I knew right away, even though I didn't have the language for it, I knew he was dangerous. So I never went to, his, I, he had a subscription, screw him. I'm not stopping by his house. He's a weirdo. Then it happened again from a, a, high, a junior high school friend of mine who tried to assault me sexually at his house one day after school. I didn't know what he was doing. Fortunately, no clothes came off, but it was a horrendous experience. I avoided gym class for the rest of the year. And then later, I think I was hiking home from uh, Houston. I was living in Conroe, Texas at the time. A guy pulls over. On a, I'm on I-45, and he kindly lets me into his car. He's going to drive me about 30 miles. It's He's only going north, and then he asked me to perform oral copulation on him. And if I would mind doing it, he didn't look gay to me. He didn't look anything to me. He looked normal. I said, I'm sorry, sir, but I'm not gay. And he pulled over and let me go. And then again, a couple of years later in Hawaii, I'm walking home from a bar. I'm in the Air Force, about 17, 18 years old, just outside of Waikiki Beach. And I'm walking home from a bar because it's late. The shuttles have stopped. I got to go to Hickam Air Force Base. And this guy pulls over in the dead of night, uh, introduces himself as the drummer of the Don Ho band and says, hey, you want to uh, let me give you, you want to go to my house? We can party. And, and I said, no, I, I, I got to get up in the morning. And then he starts in with you. Well, you know, I'll, you know, do all kinds of stuff, give you drugs, whatever you want, man. All I want is you to, you know, blank, blank, blank. I said, I can't, what? Let me off. He let me off. And repeatedly, again, at a bus stop in Santa Barbara, man tries to give me a big wet kiss while I'm coming out of the men's meth, uh, bathroom. And then later, as I, you know, and I'm an open-minded guy, you know, I don't care. But these, they just won't stop. There's this predatory, predatory behavior. And it's something that they don't talk about in the gay community. And it's, it's something that's very stark. And it just... It, it, what's what's happened now is we've we've transsexualized our children. These two men, these two men that were involved in this pedo ring. I just told you in my last podcast about these people in Scotland, these adults that would share children. This is outrageous. Listen, I am not part of any kind of weird fringe group at all. But when you read this stuff in the mainstream, if it's in the mainstream, you've got to wonder what happened. What happened to these people? Why are we allowing this to happen by law? We know there's predatory behavior. I mean, it's what's basically ruined the Catholic Church, the same predatory behavior. And I'm not saying all gay men do this, but it's very clear that there's a problem, but we can't fix it if we ignore it. And now they have this MAPS. Have you heard about this? Minor Attraction Something Something. It's a way of justifying 
you know, being attracted to young people, minorities. Just, you know, Gavin Newsom passed a law two years ago in California that if you're 26 years old, you can have sex with a 16-year-old boy or girl, and as long as they consent, there's no crime. That's just unbelievable. I think the lowest age is 15. And then there's this story out of South Carolina where they are handing out videos to doctors to train them how to affirm transgender identity. It's just appeared today. There are professional agencies that are now training doctors to positively affirm transgenderism among youth. If you bring your child into a doctor's office, they will affirm that identity if the child believes that he or she is opposite from the sex they were born as. And it's protected by law. You can't stop these people. You can't sue them. If you speak out too loudly, you'll be accused of being a homophobe. And meanwhile, we're watching the over-sexualization of children in our society. And there's, it seems to be there's nothing we can do about it. You know, the law is not on our side. And I remember having conversations with my gay brother years ago. Eventually, it's going to get around to the children, I would say to him. My brother said, oh, no, no, this is just about discrimination. This is just about rights. You know, in England, you can get thrown in jail if you blog and you're anti-gay or anti-LGBT or anti-trans. Uh what is it, Maxine Waters is trying to pass legislation that would make it a crime to express any anti-LGBTQ or anti-CRT or anti-BLM ideology. If you espouse or challenge them, they will put you or they could put you in jail if these laws are passed. That's how far we've come. And I always say to people, the best the best way to do it is the power of the pen. Write email, call, write email, call. A few weeks ago, there was an article about how General Motors was funding libraries to introduce LGBTQ indoctrination books and uh, drag queen library visits for young children. And they were allocating funds in an effort to appear woke or appear politically correct or inclusive. And I wrote a letter to chief of investment and also the vice president of marketing. And I clearly stated in five or six paragraphs that history, history will not be kind to these people in this age who promote this kind of trans cult ideology. It is nothing more than extreme narcissism bordering on fetishism. You know, it's interesting, the guys that got arrested that I told you about in Atlanta that adopted those two kids. They're in jail now, and they're going to possibly, hopefully, get life sentences assigned to them. One of the one of the alleged criminals, Zachary, they asked him, what are you most worried about? You know what he said? He's worried about his credit cards being pinged every month that he's in jail because they have auto pay on them. Not about the children that he molested and abused for, looks like, four or five years. Not that he would be embarrassed for his behavior. None of that. The only thing that mattered to him was his auto pay on Netflix and Amazon Prime. 
So divorced he is from morality, he can't even see who he is, what he has done, what pain he has inflicted upon those children. They will never be the same. They will never have a chance to have a childhood. And they will always have the scarring memories of these men, these predators, taking advantage of them while telling them that they were loved. Think about that. And it's happening more than you want to know. Remember, the power of the pen. I'm Jim Watkins. Follow me on Twitter and Getter at RealJimWatkins1. You can also email me the information that I'm about to post.